0: Welcome to episode 21 of the Skincare Teacher Beauty Tip Show. This episode is part two of my interview with Olivia Elston from the Heavenly Feminine Podcast. In part one, we talked about what it's like to work in the beauty industry and her experience working in the retail space. It was a real fun episode and we shared some great insights and tips for those looking to work in the health and beauty industry. Be sure to go back and listen to part one of this episode, you will find it really interesting. Now in this episode, we dig deeper into the topic of why people should use skincare products. We discuss some of the essential products everyone should use in a good skincare routine and how to have a healthy and glowing skin now and into the future. You will love the many skincare and beauty tips and I'm sure you will find this episode really fun to listen to. And now let's continue with part two, what is the point of skincare with Olivia Elston. Stay tuned and enjoy. Welcome to the Skincare Teacher Beauty Tips Show brought to you by SkincareSchoolOnline.com. In this show, you will discover skincare and beauty tips that absolutely work. I'm Jana Elston a qualified beauty therapist, skincare educator, and blogger, and in this show, I will share my expert insights into the best beauty treatments that will transform your skin. Tune in each week to learn about how to look after your skin and manage skin conditions, including a sensitized skin, acne, aging, or pigmentation. Why? Why do skincare, Mom? <laughs> So then we had such a great conversation. And for me, because I've been doing it for a long, long time, to me, skincare is essential, really. Essential for so many, so many reasons. So let's talk about the first one, okay? The very first thing about looking after your skin is it's just basic hygiene, right? Right. So as I was saying on your podcast, when we were talking, when you were little and I was teaching you how to look after yourself, I would bath you and shower you. But then when you got a little bit older, you started doing it yourself. So I would say you use the shampoo that's for your hair. You would use the soap that's for your body. You would use the toothpaste for your teeth and the cleanser is for your face and you right and you had all those products in the shower in the bathroom so you learn to use it and that's because it comes down to hygiene it's just like washing your hands you wash your hands you got to wash your face too mm-hmm. right it's funny like I don't understand why people feel like they can wash their hair their body their hands and brush their teeth but not their face like yeah <laughs> I, I don't get it like why leave the face out what what is it about the face that doesn't deserve that attention, mm. right? Because the face can get dirty too. You've got oil flow, you've got the pollution, the dust that settles on the skin during the day. Mm-hmm. So it does come down to basic hygiene, really, cleaning mm-hmm. and staying hygienic.
1: Which, by the way, is such a good
0: answer. I felt so stupid that I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, like basic hygiene. Yeah, basic, <laughs> and that's where we start. That's a starting point. That's where your essential basics is really just basic hygiene. Mm. Now, the second reason is, prevention right it's prevention is the key really mm-hmm. in regards to looking after your skin down the track when you're older you may experience sun damage and aging and rosacea or other things or when you're younger you hit puberty you start to get oil flow which may develop into comedones like the blackheads and congestion and acne mm. well really if you start from scratch and start looking after your skin prevention is the key and in a lot of cases if you look after your skin with the very very basics then you can prevent a lot of those problems from mm. occurring maintenance and protection is really important for the skin see our skin is our largest organ mm and it is an organ, it's a living, breathing organ. The purpose of the organ is to protect us from the environment, right? Mm -hmm. So our skin is like a shield, particularly during the day. It acts like a shield to protect us from UV damage. It protects us from bacterial infections. So it's a really effective barrier that prevents bacteria from getting in, from fungus getting in, from other critters getting in that could harm us and make us sick. The way that these things do get in the skin is we have a cut. If we have a scrape, the skin is open. That's how bacteria can get in. So that's the main purpose of the skin is to protect us from the environment. But it does also help regulate temperature. It helps excrete waste. Mm -hmm. So there are other biological reasons for the skin and what it does.
1: Oh, my God. Can you tell the fact that you mentioned on my episode? (laughs) Do you know what what I'm talking about? I do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we were talking about the importance of cleansing, right? So coming back to the hygiene and keeping the skin clean. And we all know everybody cleanses the skin at night. Well, most people do, Right. So they clean the skin if they're wearing makeup to remove makeup or if they've been out and about, they clean the skin because, you know, dust and dirt settle on the skin. So you cleanse your skin before you go to bed. I hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> Although I know there are some people who go to bed with their makeup on and...
1: I know. Oh. I'm like, I understand maybe one night you're super hungover. Hungover. <laughs> Not there yeah, probably maybe going into there already. Yeah. And, you know, but try yeah please
0: try yeah and and it's like it goes on your pillows your pillows are grubby and then not only that that all that makeup the dirt on your face will mm. clog up your pores mm. and it suffocates literally suffocates the skin so mm. it's important to take all that off and the sunscreen as well you've got sunscreen sitting on your skin too but what people often tell me in the mornings they just splash water. Well, they think they've cleansed their skin at night, that they should be good to go, that all they need to do is splash water. The problem is water doesn't have anything in it to wash away oil residue mm-hmm. because water doesn't break down oil. And we produce natural oils from our skin and that can act as a magnet sometimes for all the dirt and grime as well, the dust. So even if you're sleeping, yes, there is there could be dust around. But the main thing is, I said during the day your skin acts like a shield. So it's kind of a sleep, acts like a shield to protect you from the environment. Mm -hmm. Then during the night when you're sleeping and your other internal organs are resting, your brain is resting, your skin becomes alive. So all the blood is redirected towards your skin. And then that's when the skin comes alive. There is a study called chronobiology and they've actually studied this and they found that your skin has the highest amount of blood flow to it between the hours of 11 p.m. and 3 a.m and the blood flow serves to bring nutrients in then your lymphatics and your immune cells come in to take away all the waste and basically the skin is in a repair mode so if you sustain some damage if you if you scraped an ankle you cut a finger that's when it heals it heals overnight that's when it's uh, supposed to do that mm-hmm. now part of that biological action so when, when it's receiving nutrients just like you know if you eat something eventually the waste comes out right Mm -hmm. so the same thing with our skin cells in our skin they'll take in nutrients and they expel waste Mm -hmm. into the interstitial area the skin as part of one of its functions is that it excretes waste to the surface through our sweat glands for example Mm -hmm. now sweat contains an ingredient called urea which by the way urea is an ingredient in urine, <laughs> which is a, by- a waste byproduct. So literally, <laughs> in the morning, you wake up, you've got urea on your face (laughs)
1: guys you wake up with a wee on your face please wash
0: your face (laughs) so so if you don't wash your face you're walking around with that all, all day yeah so that's really important to wash away the biological waste from your skin in the morning and water is not enough to do that so you need a cleanser i use a skincare range called Sotis, which is a professional only skincare range and they have actually a cleanser for the morning. It's called the Morning Cleanser, mm. which is fantastic. It's a gentle, creamy cleanser with enzymes in it. Mm. Enzymes are great because they act like Pac-Man. Mm. They digest up all the uh, the waste that's sitting on the skin. They mm. help to deep cleanse the pores. And it's nice and gentle. So, And that just sets my day, mm. right? It's a really popular product with our customers.
1: I was going to say on that note, a lot of the time when I'm talking about skincare and the steps and the routine to my customers usually they only go away with one cleanser because they want to get one yes. like good high quality high yes. end which is totally fine but I do always like to remind them that and a lot of them already know they've seen the double cleanse come yes. into like fashion and I tell them how much like how, how good that really is yes. I'm like if you get a cleanser like pair it off a gel with an oil or something like that and because you can get one that's a bit more I don't know if harsh is the right word, but that's a bit more like... Grizzly bear at, at getting your makeup off and getting the sunscreen off at the end of the day, and then following it up with more of a gentle wash to make sure everything is gone. That that's kind of Conditions what we talk about, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you can use that gentle one in the morning
0: too because you don't need that heavy duty. That's a to good take word, heavy, heavy duty. duty. Uh, grizzly bear, yeah, grizzly. <laughs> <laughs> heavy duty. So we're talking about what you're talking about at night using a pre-cleanse. Mm. Like you said, they've become really popular. Look. You know, they've been around – I've been, like I said, in the industry for so long and they've Mm. come and gone. There have been brands who specialise in this pre-cleanse concept and and usually they're oil cleansers. Mm. Although the thing that I've seen that has changed more recently is that originally they were like true oils. Like you massage the oil – and then it's, you know, now with the pre-cleansers, when you put it on, it turns to milk and then it's easily yeah. rinsed off. Whereas the original ones, they didn't do that. They mm-hmm. were just basically oils you massaged in, which dissolved all the makeup. Then you needed a second cleanser to remove that oil yes. and then condition the skin. Whereas today's, the pre-cleansing products are generally oil-based, mm-hmm. but they have something else in them that helps mm-hmm. to emulsify with water. So they got uh, emulsifiers in them yes. that mixes with water, that turns it milky, and then it just rinses off nicely and then you can use a cleanser again to condition or in our case when products i work with we use oil cleanser to remove makeup and then follow with a treatment cleanser Mm -hmm. so the cleansers we work with will treat whether you've got rosacea
1: the, the other one is actually what that treats Right, because I was going to ask that a lot of what I've been hearing is to encourage to have a cleanser, especially for people with oilier skin types or who have acne, for a cleanser with BHAs in it because it goes beneath the skin. It really breaks down that glue between... Like the oils and stuff. Is the BHA salicylic acid? Am yes. I right? Oh yes. my gosh! Genius. <laughs> yeah, but <Hey> yeah. star. <laughs> yeah, but I remember. Um, yeah, because you helped me remember that AHA's. They're more A stands for above the skin and BHA's below. And there's yes. only that one really superstar. BHA, the salicylic acid. And so having a cleanser Mm. with that in it, it's really good for oily skin in particular.
0: Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So we have a cleanser like that too that has both AHAs, BHAs in it. Right. And and we call it the active cleanser because it's quite active. When you you use it on the skin, it may tingle a little bit because Mm -hmm. it's got the AHAs, BHAs in it. Mm -hmm. And we would recommend that for a different type of client to treat the skin. So if they've got pigmentation, sun damage, clogged pores blackheads, congestion, textured skin, mm-hmm. that's really good for treatment. So they mm-hmm. will use that first. Mm-hmm. And then they would use their uh, normal regular milky cleanser afterwards to then condition the skin, right?
1: Right. So the first one can kind of be for an issue, like a concern you're having. Yes. And like, even if that's just to get off makeup and sunscreen and your second cleanser is something more towards like your skin tight. Yes, is that skin type, or or even
0: can support them this treatment of skin conditions too, like rosacea or or dry, dehydrated skin, or sensitive skin, things like that. Yeah, not everybody needs two cleansers. Mm. So this active cleanser, we would recommend it for short period for certain skins, and as they improve, then we would move them onto the oil cleanser, or they just stick with the one. You know, do you have to do a double cleanse? No, you don't. If you've got a Mm. really good quality cleanser that can remove makeup and condition your skin then you're totally fine just using that one cleanser and you can use it morning and night. Yeah. So I'm thinking about those people who either are time poor, they can't really afford skincare, or they get confused with a lot of products, yeah. right? You can't Just the one cleanser can serve you really well, but invest in the best one you can afford. Yeah. What I mean by that is just talk to your beauty therapist and ask them about, you know, what's the best cleanser for me and just stick with that. That's totally yeah. fine.
1: So I guess what I was thinking circling back was that if you have an active... Cleanser. That's one that you don't want to use morning and night, really, because it'll be too much on the skin. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And that's really important. And I'll talk about exfoliation and how some people really overdo it. Yeah. It can cause a lot of problems down the track with the skin. Yeah. Now and down the track as well, Mm -hmm. it can really stress the skin out. So we'll we'll talk about
1: that. I was just talking to one of my co-workers the other day who said um, she accidentally, unintentionally, used a really strong. Um, I think it was a serum and she was using it morning and night and she didn't realize how strong it was and she's totally destroyed her skin barrier right now. And um, her skin barrier, and she said it's been like three months and she's still really sensitive. Wow. And so
0: she's still working on building it up. So, yeah. So here is what I say to people. Your skin has a memory. Yeah. Right? In 10, 20, 30 years from now... Your skin will repay you for what you did today, right? So be kind and be very gentle with your skin. Your skin cells have a memory. The immune cells build Mm. a memory to anything that's Mm. compromising the skin barrier And if they come in contact with something like that down the track, they'll react very, very quickly and easily. It's interesting. When I first started doing beauty therapy, barrier protection, maintaining skin health for now and the long term was Mm. the key fundamental principles of beauty therapy is what Mm. we did. Then we went through a phase uh, uh, back in the... Late 90s, 2000s, where a lot of these cosmeceuticals were coming into the Australian market. That was really driven by what was happening in the US. And suddenly they were the answer to all your problems. And people started using lots of harsh products on their skin. We started realizing that, you know, several years as we're seeing the results of those harsh products on the skin, how it affected the barrier, not only for now, but long term. I've got an example of a lady. Who actually worked that she's a beauty therapist and she worked with one of these brands that was massive in the late 90s uh, early 2000s in the professional sphere in the beauty industry and if you're a beauty therapist you probably know which product i'm talking about they they were big on peels particularly glycolic peels and they have peel 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 all pretty much all the retail products are peel 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 because uh, we're going to get rid of your acne your aging everything else What ended up happening, she used to be really big into peels on herself. Mm. So she probably had that beautiful, glowy, shiny skin then. Mm -hmm. Now it caught up with her. As she was going through menopause, her skin suddenly just went haywire. Mm -hmm. It became so sensitized that she couldn't even splash water. Water on her face was burning her skin. No way. And it came down to that she couldn't use anything on her face. And Mm -hmm. she was struggling to find products that wouldn't burn her. As it was, we just happened to have launched a repair range. That was designed for people who just done laser treatments, micro needling, microdermabrasion. So it was a range of just a small range of products that would help to address by calming and soothing the skin and helping it to heal. So she went on this range, which, by the way, didn't burn her skin for once. So she was really super excited to use that and she had to use it for about a year. So she went through a program of desensitizing, rebuilding that barrier and it took about a year before she could start expanding into other products. Two lessons here, don't be too harsh with your skin. But if you accidentally do something, there is hope. We can fix it. Your skin will repair itself if you just give it a chance to. Mm -hmm. Just get off all the harsh products and and go back to the basics. Use hypoallergenic products, use ingredients that repair the skin, Mm. and eventually your skin will will heal itself. But Mm. you will always, in the future, will always be a little bit careful and go easy with things in the future because your skin will remember that time. So we talked about why do skincare, and we talked about that it's just basic hygiene, that we talked about the protection, mm-hmm. you know, how our skin acts as a protective barrier, mm-hmm, which is why is there such a big focus on barrier today? Yeah. And that's what I was saying in my early days, we we talked about that we went through this harsh product phase, and now we've gone back to really looking after a barrier. And finally, it's age management. And mm-hmm. with age management, often I would see clients coming into the salon and they go, I'm starting to see wrinkles. I've got starting to see sun damage. I've never really looked after my skin, but now I see I have to. Mm. Here's a lesson learned. If you start earlier, you're going to delay those effects of sun and aging for longer. Mm. I would say my skin looks decades younger than my mum's did when she was at my age. Mm. My mum, although she was a farmer and she smoked, so she did Mm. all the wrong things for her skin as well. Just Not saying using. being a
1: farmer is bad, but she didn't use like sunscreen and stuff. That's it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> she
0: didn't use sunscreen. She didn't look after her skin. Yeah. As far as I know, the accumulative damage caught up with her a lot faster and the aging through smoking caught up with her a lot faster as well. Prevention and maintenance is really the key when we talk about why we should look after a skin. Mm. Then there is the psychological aspect Mm -hmm. that we go into about looking after ourselves. When you look after skin, your skincare is your self care. It's that moment you give to yourself every day, whether it's 30 seconds, whether it's one minute, or whether you spend a little bit longer time to look after yourself. But it's that your time to give back to yourself and look after yourself. And ultimately, that is part of that wellness concept. You know, it's part of the well-being. It's part of your lifestyle. It's part of stress management, de-stressing, just taking the time out. Which ultimately will help to boost your confidence, feel good Mm. about yourself and love yourself, right? When people say, you know, it's all just vanity, I don't think so. For most people, what it is, it is them loving themselves and them caring about themselves. So Mm. it's definitely a psychological aspect to it as well. Mm -hmm. I just find that when you do skincare, it just helps you release stress especially when you take the time out and do that mini facial once a Mm. week for yourself, you know. You you cleanse, you do an ex forty, you put a mask on, which is what I do. I'll make my cup of tea, I'll sit down, scroll through Instagram or whatever.
1: (laughs) And I was going to say, again, like – having that time to wind down and we mentioned in my episode about like the aromatherapy of it that some of our skincare products that we use do have particular smells like even if it's not something like fragrance heavy but even just the smell of your cleanse might take you back to remembering that it's Oh it's time to wind down. Yes. Or you know or it's time for a moment of like self-care and and grounding and yes. rooting myself to the moment. So I think that's also such a cool part of it. it although yes it is basic hygiene, mm. it does have that wellness aspect that yes. it transports you yeah. to a time knowingly or not mm. it literally does transport you into this moment of being with yourself mm. and actually checking in with yourself
0: yeah absolutely mm. there is a big trend with some cosmeceutical ranges that they are fragrance free and i'm putting that in exclamation mark because there's no such thing really when you manufacture a formula when you manufacture a product through natural ingredients and the chemicals that they use and everything's a chemical right even natural based products So through that natural process you will have a fragrance to that product, you know, just like when you're cooking a meal, you'll notice that there is uh, an odor coming off that meal. So every product will have an odor. So even in a fragrance-free range, they will put something in that to neutralize any bad odors that are not pleasant to use on your skin, which makes it smell like it's neutral, smell like there is no floral fragrance or things like that added to it. Mm. It'll just make it neutral. There's been a big trend with that. And the reason brands decide to, this is fragrance-free, which makes it seem like it's better for your skin because mm. fragrances are the bad guys and they're going to mm. irritate your skin. It's not the case in every case. Yes, it's the case in the cheaper products when they Mm -hmm. use synthetic fragrances, they can really irritate the skin. But if you go with better quality products and professional products, they may have natural scent in them from the flowers they use, the Mm -hmm. herbs they use, the fruits they use, that adds to that, that sensorial aspect of your enjoyment. See, I love working with French brands particularly because they do think so beautifully. Mm. For them, sensoriality is an important part of their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's part of pleasure. I can't wait to come home and do my skincare because it makes me feel beautiful. That sense of it, as in the fragrance, it's pleasurable to use. It Mm. relaxes me. So in a lot of cases, good quality product, you will have the natural scent from the, in the active ingredients they mm-hmm. use, the natural ingredients, but they put it together in such a way that it's pleasurable to use and non-irritating to the skin. Yeah. And that's really important. And there is always one way to find out is do a patch test. Get a mm-hmm. sample, patch test the skin if you're a little bit unsure. They're not formulating the product to irritate the crap out of your skin, <laughs> right? They don't do it. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in business, right? Yeah. They do it because they want that product to be pleasurable to use. Exactly. All yeah. right, so it's okay. They're doing it, don't it for be, you. Yeah, so don't <laughs> be afraid of fragrance. It's yeah. not the bad all. It's not the bad guy. Mm. But you, you do have to be selective in the products that you use yeah. because, like I said, the cheaper products will use cheaper ingredients that can potentially irritate the skin. Mm.
1: And I definitely do know as well there's a lot of people I know and sometimes I can even go through a phase with it where um, – they can give me headaches, like people prone to my, migraines mm. or some people as well who um, might be neurodivergent and or um, have sensory issues yeah. and or sensory processing issues. And sometimes that fragrance, even if it's like, like very, you know, like floral or yes. fruity or something and it's something natural, it can be overwhelming for them. Yes. So I totally get that there are those brands out there, yeah. but just don't be fooled that, The whole point of this is don't be fooled that fragrance is bad. Mm. It's not bad. But if you love that like that experience, don't be afraid to chase that and find ones that work for you. And if you can't do fragrance, if it's too much for you, that's totally cool too. Make sure you're finding ones that are good for you as well.
0: I think the lesson here is choose better quality products rather than having quantity, which is how the French women do it. Rather than having quantity to have quality yeah you compare my wardrobe to a, a lady that <laughs> lives in France a typical French woman it will be a quarter the size because they have quality items in the mm-hmm. wardrobe rather than lots of the same things in poorer quality right so and the same goes with skincare they really invest in themselves so choose a product that you know whether it's fragrance free or whether it's it has a, a scent that makes you give makes you happy gives you pleasure mm-hmm. it's a individual things so mm. yeah
1: for sure.
0: So we talked about the psychological aspect of wellness and how it helps build your confidence, how it can be grounding at the end of the day. When you come home from a big day at work and you just can't wait, like me, I can't wait to cleanse my skin.
1: Oh, my God, um, me too. As an oily girl, yes. I just cannot wait. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just come home, take that makeup off, put your trackies on and your T-shirt on, mm-hmm. put your hair up in the barn and just relax, you yeah. know? which is Brow great. Bra off, girls. Bra <laughs> off. <laughs> So so there's a psychological and then there is this self-awareness aspect about mm-hmm. knowing your skin, right? So being aware. Now, one of the things we have women are taught when we become a certain age is to regularly check our breasts for lumps. Mm-hmm. So we'll be in the shower. So the doctor would show you when you shower and you've got the shower gel on, then you can do our, our, your self-examination. And I think that's the same thing with your skin. I think it's important to keep an eye on your skin. I can't tell you how many times, how many stories, and beauty therapists can relate to this. We would have a client come in. They would have a a wax or a back massage or something, and then you see a suspicious mole on the back or suspicious Mm -hmm. mark on the back. And you say, okay, can you please go and see that? They come back and go, oh, my God, you saved my life. That test came back and it's melanoma or whatever. We get so many stories like that. So number one, living in Australia, it's important that you examine your skin and be aware. So when you're doing skincare, you're naturally focusing on your skin and you become used to the texture, the feel of it. So you mm-hmm. know if the skin's getting flaky or if it's getting rough. Mm-hmm. You know, um, pay attention to if it gets itchy because that's the first sign that mm-hmm. either you're breaking out or mm-hmm. there is a barrier problem. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, um, becoming
1: sensitized to something. Becoming like sensitized. Be
0: aware of that. Listen to your skin yeah. and watch your skin. So I said listen. listen. Listen to your skin as in be aware how it feels Mm -hmm. and and if it's not feeling like normal, something's off, go and talk to somebody. I said, okay, it's feeling like it's really tight or it feels like it's really tingly at the moment or it gets red easily, or, or whatever it is, go and talk to somebody about it. So, right, yeah. something's not right. I'm not sure what's happening. I didn't change skincare. But you know what? The season could have changed. You could have eaten something that doesn't agree with you. Mm-hmm. could be stress, hormones. hormones. Yeah, absolutely. So, 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 skincare is part of, you know, getting to know your skin and keeping an eye on your skin. And, of course, if you see some unusual lesions that pop up mm-hmm. and they just don't go away... And it's looking suspicious. Definitely get it checked by a doctor. Often we see women with sun damage that have this small rough patch on the forehead or on the mm-hmm. nose, on the cheeks, and it just doesn't seem to go away. And typically, they come back after they've had a looked at, and the doctor says, yeah, it's a solar keratosis. Now, solar keratosis is the is the first sign of. Something not going right there, it might never turn into anything, but it also is a thing that the doctors keep an eye on just in case it changes. Because if it changes, then it can turn into cancer. So why? (laughs) (laughs) I have a dry patch that hasn't gone away for years. (laughs)
1: Is it on your face? No. Uh, on the back? No. Arms, legs? In between my boobs? Oh, okay. Oh. Right. Because I have a valley. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in that, it's in that valley. It's literally right. never goes away no matter what I do
0: all right okay well let me have a look you never told me but <laughs> I never thought it was important <laughs> no but see, there we sun go da- sun damage can happen anywhere we see this solar keratosis mostly on the face on the ears on the men's scalp mm-hmm. um but skin cancers can happen anywhere uh, my work colleague had a melanoma on the upper thigh um and there was um sun damage right mm-hmm. sun damage in her early days and, and it just happened. I, I've known people who, who got it on the, uh, in between toes, on the feet. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, just keep an eye on it. So skincare is part of knowing your skin. And understand that no two skins are alike. Every skin yeah. is different. So that when you're thinking about skincare, you need to talk to somebody who's been trained in skincare, who's a beauty therapist, who's a skin specialist like you, who understand skin and skincare and can recommend their appropriate products. Did you know that your skin sheds and renews itself every month?
1: I had a bit of like an idea that it might because I know our skin is always come like resurfacing city doesn't yeah, it? Yeah that's right. Something yeah. a, so I just know that we always are having new skin. Yes. Like I, I knew that yes. but I didn't know about yeah. how specifically.
0: Yeah interesting snakes. Yeah. <laughs> um. You you would walk walk in the bush and suddenly you see snake skin and it looks yeah. like a snake because he's literally crawled out of his skin and they go through that shedding process but they shed all at once. The skin yeah. comes off all at once. Mm. With us humans our skin renews itself every month and we literally have mm. a brand new skin every month right mm. so the, is it the, gradual though it, it is it happens mm. like over uh, four to six period depending on the health of your skin and your age so the baby cells are born at the bottom of the skin mm-hmm. and they gradually move their way to the surface mm-hmm. so on the surface when you run your hands over your skin and it feels rough and if it's flaky that's all your dead cells and they're yeah. ready to come off they're, they're ready to shed that's
1: what like exfoliation is all about is that what exactly. you were kind of... and
0: hydration Yes, so yes. part of doing your skincare is understanding that your skin resurfaces, renews itself every month, and sometimes we need to help it to remove the dead cells of the surface. Otherwise, if you've got those dead cells on the surface, they can clog the pores, they can make the skin look dull, they can make the skin feel dry and rough. So if you want a healthy, glowy skin then doing your skin care particularly that exfoliation comes into once a week is really important when i was a student beauty therapist we had our dermatologist come into our clinic as i talked about on our other podcast and the dermatologist came into our school and gave a talk to the students. And, and he said, you know, the essentials of skincare. care what is it? We know mm-hmm. you prescribe drugs and medicines, you know, for, for serious skin conditions. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to just basic skincare, what should we be doing? And he said, uh, cleanse, tone, moisturize, sunscreen every day. And then exfoliate regularly. Really, really important. Yeah. So that exfoliation process keeps the skin healthy, keeps it renewing at a healthy rate. But we come back to moisturising is really important too because dehydrated skin can't exfoliate itself effectively by itself. Mm -hmm. The skin exfoliates through natural enzymes that are present in the skin and the enzymes require water to be activated, to actually work, to dissolve the bonds so that the flakes come off, so the dead skins come off. So if your skin is dehydrated, if you're not hydrating your skin, your skin will accumulate the dead cells that you see prevalent during winter. Yeah. And again, this is part of knowing your skin, being aware how your skin changes through the seasons. And during the winter, it's lower humidity outside, it's colder, which sucks the moisture out of your skin. And if your skin then becomes dehydrated, then you accumulate that cells, then mm-hmm. you have this dull look to your skin, and then all sorts of other issues can happen. So that exfoliation is important. Gentle exfoliation once a week. Most people only need gentle exfoliation once a week and then hydration to keep them skin nice Mm. and healthy and on that
1: note i want to mention for people who might be learning more about exfoliation is to also be gentle you don't need to harshly scrub at your face because i used to do that um, but especially with those physical exfoliants because people say they want to feel something. They want to feel like mm. they're rubbing off that layer of skin, mm. but being so harsh can cause those micro tears and bacteria can spread and all of those mm. issues that you don't want. Like you, just be gentle, and even if it doesn't feel like you're scrubbing off your face, mm. like it's doing something, and that's where chemical exfoliants are really good at least in my opinion from what i've been learning is because they can get more of that even layer they reduce likelihood of the micro
0: tears and stuff absolutely i think scrubs were great in the beginning where the skincare wasn't sophisticated like it is today yeah like you know they talk about First clear step. yeah Uh, Exactly, and Cleopatra used to get sand and and rub that on her skin and and that's how she exfoliated skin. (laughs) So in the early days, scrubs were what they knew to polish up the skin. Mm -hmm. But then we learned over the years that over-scrubbing can actually harm your skin. And so new products came on the market that were more sophisticated, more gentle, more effective in Mm -hmm. cases than a, a scrub could ever be, yet more gentle. So I work with a particular product which is a biological skin peel It's a peeling paste. There's no AHAs, no BHAs, no enzymes and no scrub in it. But it literally acts like like a peeling paste. You put it on like a mask, let it dry and then you roll it off. And it's Mm. called gommage and it's... Mm. The hero product of a range that yeah. we use because it can be used on any skin, even sensitive skin. People with mm-hmm. dermatitis, eczema can use it, people with acne can use it. Mm-hmm. You can even use it around the eyes. It effectively removes all the dead cells without irritation, infecting it. It the like skin. Because it's like you
1: can't feel your dead skin's no, skin's like that. I think that's like where that um you know how the human mind is so interesting and it's all about the texture and the feel like it's like how people say that scientists or food scientists in particular will study how to get the perfect crunch of a chip yeah in order for it to get famous because it's addictive to get that perfect crunch and even though we don't even really think about it consciously it's it's some it's something that we are drawn to. So it's the same thing that feeling and that sensation of scrubbing off, like you know, getting into your skin and feeling as if it's fresh and it's smooth. Yeah. Um, that sensation that's what sells. But it's not like just rubbing off the gommage. It feels like you're just rubbing off the mask, but you yeah. don't you don't feel your dead skin well, it's cells not coming irritating, off. Yeah. Exactly, because it's so. I've used it. Yeah, it is so beautiful. Super gentle. Yeah, super
0: gentle. So scrubs are okay if they're very fine particle, they're rolled particles, so they're rolling over the skin rather than harsh edges to Mm -hmm. the small particles that scratch your skin because then they can introduce bacteria into your skin. And your skin will tell you, again, coming back to listening to your skin, your skin will tell you if it likes it or not. If your skin is super red afterwards, if your skin is tingly, Mm -hmm. itching, burning afterwards, you've overdone it or it's the wrong product for your skin, then you need to look for something that will be more gentle. Mm -hmm. So try not to overdo it. The worst case I ever came across of somebody who over exfoliate the skin and destroyed the barrier and it gave them some scarring as a result. Oh. Granulomas on her skin. Granulomas are essentially scarring, mm-hmm. but this is scarring with the with the calcium deposits that form in the skin in order for the skin to protect itself from over-exfoliation, over-treatment of the skin. She YouTubed a scrub and there was a recipe, use coffee.
1: So also a self-made one. self-made at home,
0: mm-hmm. uh, use coffee grains, apple cider vinegar. Cool. So coffee grains Apple cider vinegar and and then she was putting something else in it. I can't believe it. She scrubbed her face every day with that. So she did it first because it felt good and then and go, I'll do it long? every day for a long time. So until until her like skin started. Over months Yeah, like weeks and months. Even after skin became sensitized, she was doing it because she had some congestion, she had some breakouts. So she wanted to scrub away her acne. And listeners. You can't scrub away your acne. In fact, irritated, yeah. you can make it worse. Right? And that's where more it's bacteria
1: can get in. Once mob, you've opened yeah. that up, you've scrubbed yeah, it and, open, and you,
0: yep, you spread it around, or, or you <sighs> overstimulate that inflammation that causes more breakouts. She came to me. How can I fix it? I've been to see dermatologists. Nobody wants to deal with me.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I suggested. You know, she goes see a beauty therapist. They looked at her. Nobody wanted to deal with it because they didn't know how to deal with it. Right. So it was a really sad situation. So I really um, shared that story to help our listeners take a lesson away from that. Mm-hmm. Don't overdo it with your skin. Because like I said earlier, your skin, remember, you can mm-hmm. at the very least end up with a sensitized skin or at the, the worst case situation, end up with with granulomas on your face.
1: Yeah. I want to kind of follow on that just as a little thing that I remember in like the 2010s, maybe, maybe 2015 era there was on youtube of diy do you yeah, remember that yeah. or oh, the do God. it yourself
0: they're still around but not as much
1: of course and all. so much of it is really fun but something that is seemingly innocent that can actually be somewhat dangerous or just is the diy in hair care skincare yeah. things like that because if you think about it skincare that you actually like invest in is formulated and has been tested to be safe for your yeah. skin if you make up this concoction at home and you know become your little little witch dream like with your cauldron making up things like even if they seem to be natural ingredients and stuff sometimes like it, it might not maybe it's not even harmful but it just won't do anything you know even yeah. if it might feel like a temporary relief I just want to say that As much as it can be fun to do DIY, again, they haven't been tested. It might not do anything. It might not be doing what you want it to be. There's just so many things that could go wrong or could just not do the thing you want it to do. So please just, again, go speak to a a beauty therapist, a dermatologist, someone. Um, Reach out to (laughs) Yana, (laughs) Mum. Reach out for a second opinion if, um, like, because, and again, with skin like mum said, it's has a memory, it's accumulative, it's progress, it's time, it's consistency, it's patience. You can't do a quick fix at home with a DIY, unfortunately. No. No. As much as it feels like that self-care, the self-care is leaving your bananas and leaving like Avocado. your apple cider. <laughs> yeah, leave your turmeric. Just wait and then you know get that second opinion yeah that's at least my opinion maybe there's some things out there that are like you know they have the perfect formula yeah and because i've seen people like doing skin uh, like hair care in particular that they might be like a hair mist that's really good Yeah. yeah my opinion is to always go back to the things that have been formulated yeah safely mm. and again have been tested
0: yeah absolutely home care can be fun like you said but it mm. can not work or be even damaging to the skin you know yeah putting apple cider vinegar with coffee grains on your skin every single day it's highly irritating yeah and there are some natural spices like the cinnamons and the whatever that people can mix in a mask they're skin irritants. They're known as skin irritants, so they might be used in a skincare formula, but they're used in such a way to reduce that irritation like a and b- they use a it for the benefits, percentage for you know? the antioxidant action. Not, not yeah, exactly. Tiny little percentage, not a whole tablespoon that you rub yeah. into your face. So yeah, be careful and just be gentle with your skin. And like I said, listen to your skin. If it's reacting, it doesn't like it. Yeah. So don't don't push it. Yeah. So we talked about that and my final point about why do skincare is really addressing skin concerns, treating your skin concerns. So if you Mm -hmm. do, and which is what we just talked about, if you have acne, if you have aging, pigmentation, rosacea, eczema, dermatitis or whatever, talk to a specialist Mm -hmm. and then you can include into your skincare routine specific products or treatments that will help you out. That's why we do skincare as well. So if you Mm -hmm. do have a breakout there is a spot treatment you can put on, leave it on overnight. Recently, I've been telling people about the success. You've had one of the masks I introduced you to. and, mm-hmm. and Actually, your sister, She, I gave her the mask and said yes, so she had a bit so of a funny. breakout. So funny. She had a bit of a breakout. because goes, oh, mum, I'm so frustrated. I had another breakout. So I gave her, put this mask on, leave it on overnight and then just uh, let me know. And she used that uh, AHA, BHA serum yep. underneath as well. Anyway, in the morning I'm in the kitchen making a cup of tea and from her room I hear Mom Which is Mom. completely across the house, by the way. <laughs> across the house she goes, Mom I go my God, what has happened? So I run to her, she goes, they're gone. Mom, they're gone. <laughs> I said, I told you. <laughs> so she was blown away that overnight her pimples dried up and actually all that redness has gone down because mm. she, she couldn't believe how quickly it worked. Mm. Yeah, so part of that skincare is that addressing the skin concerns as it come up if you need to. Yeah. But just summarising it all, really it comes down to its basic hygiene, its prevention and maintenance, its that psychological aspect, you know, looking mm-hmm. after yourself, It's knowing your skin and keeping an eye on your skin and understanding how it changes through the different seasons and how it's affected by diet, nutrition, your lifestyle. And then finally, when you do have any skin concerns, then addressing those skin concerns. Mm -hmm. I will probably finish off at the end by saying that I'll share with you my most important tip, and I kind of uh, touched on it earlier. My most important beauty tip is consistency is the key to a healthy glowing skin because your skin has that memory. In 10, 20, 30 years from now, your skin will show the results of how it was treated today. So treat it kindly and treat Mm -hmm. it with the respect. Mm -hmm. That's a really good way to finish and on answering. Now, I think you've got lots of tools at your disposal and lots of ideas what to talk about when when somebody says, you know, why should I be looking after my skin? Mm -hmm. And even somebody who's coming in new, they're younger and they're brand new into it. Just get them started with the basics. And like I said, cleanse. Tone, moisturize sunscreen and then X48 regularly if you stick with those basics while you've got a healthy skin you'll have a healthier skin into the future as well exactly
1: yeah mm-hmm. and that's it just have patience coming from someone who's still on unfortunately an acne journey um just have patience and yeah. have grace for yourself
0: yeah you'll have good days you'll have bad days And when you have those bad days, you know, you've got the tools, you know, you've you've got the resources to be able to address it. And that in its way, that will help build confidence. There's nothing worse than when you're faced with a situation and you don't know what to do. right you don't know what to do there is nothing you can if you're thinking nothing you can do but Mm -hmm. if you've got the tools and resources you've got your skin coach that you can go to and see young (laughs) olivia (laughs) (laughs) austin then you know if you've got somebody and to talk to and and can help you guide you then go go and see them and and get that help Mm. so thank you olivia thank you (laughs) it's such a fun discussion and listen you must also listen to our other Episode we recorded together on Olivia's podcast, uh, Heavenly Feminine, which was slightly a different angle, what we talked about. Really interesting discussion. So I'll put a link to that podcast in my show notes. And also, I have a gift for you I've put together a skincare guide. So, a skincare guide that will guide you through everything we talked about today. We've we've taken all the notes and put it into a guide. You can download for free on my website, janaelston.com. That's uh, J-A-N-A-E-L-S-T-O-N.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. So thank you so much, Olivia. It was so fun. And I would love to bring you back And talk about your journey, your personal skincare journey, your acne journey, and how you dealt with it and how you were confronted with it, Mm. what you went through and and how you dealt with it and and the lessons you took away from that. So,
1: for sure. I can't wait to have you back. No, I'm very passionate about that. And especially, I come from the lens of mental health, linking to that skincare. So, I am so excited to
0: share. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you so much. And I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you found this information valuable, please share this podcast with your friends and family and spread the word. In this episode, we explored the topic of why people should use skincare products. We discussed some of the essentials of a good skincare routine and how to take care of your skin along with sharing some great tips. Visit my website at janaelston.com to download your free essential skincare guide. If you wish to receive an email when your episodes are available for download, sign up for the newsletter on my website. I really look forward to bringing you another exciting episode next week where Olivia and I talk about her acne journey and great tips for managing oily skin, textured skin, acne and acne scarring. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast or follow me on Instagram at Jana Elston to be notified when the episode is released. And to listen to Olivia's podcast, search for Heavenly Feminine Podcast on your favorite podcast player. Follow Olivia on Instagram at Heavenly Feminine Official for the latest updates. Until next time, have a beautiful week. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and tune in each week for the latest beauty news and trends. If you have any comments or questions, you can connect with me on my Facebook group, Skincare Teacher Beauty Tips. You will find a link in my show notes. Until next time, have a beautiful week.